What's good, everybody? It's your boy Chris Bolton back at it again. The Check Up with Chris Bolton, episode four. Appreciate y'all listening, tuning in. Recording this on a Saturday. Um, your boy just been just been kicking it, man. Of course, social distancing, quarantining, and with all that going on, more time to just really dive into the film and uh, to to really just look into these players, you know, and to do deep dives. And that's what I'm here today for, to do my first deep dive on a prospect. Now, earlier this week, I would say like, it was Tuesday. Tuesday, I came across, um, of course, you look at the mock drafts, and you see you see the the big time names but i came across prospect and a player out of stanford guard tyrell terry and i seen his highlights and i'm like my goodness like why ain't nobody talking about this kid and of course his highlights it's going to look great it's your best plays I said I got I got to dig further. I really I really need to find out more about this kid cuz he is a hooper. Just looking at the tape, you like yeah, look, I like tape, you just like, man, this kid is is a bucket. Why ain't nobody talking about him? So I decided to look even further into, you know, into Terry as a player and and try to find out as much as I can about him as a person. And so I got to look for more film to watch because, you know, it's Pac-12 basketball is not readily available. You know, you just can't can't search Stanford hoops and, you know, pop up full games online on YouTube. It ain't like that. But shout out to the page Hardwood Hoops Central's NBA Draft Green Room. Shout out to that YouTube page. They have, whoever is running it has video of nearly all the prospects. All of them. All of them. All of them. Almost several players has an hour plus footage showing the good, the bad, the ugly. All of it. Offense, defense, whatever. Shots, assists, rebounds, steals, whatever it is. Blocks, all of that. So, thankfully, Tyrell Terry is on the page. So, I'm able to sit down, lock in, and, and watch Terry. Hey, man, Terry's a baller. Terry is a baller. 6'2", 160 pounds. So, hey, he, he built like you and me. He ain't the biggest guy, 160 pounds. But he's a bucket. Average... 15 points per game, four rebounds, 3.2 assists, and tacked on one and a half steals a game, playing point guard for Stanford. Now, some things that just jump out when you watch Terry is his feel for the game. Has a great feel for the game. Very adept to changing speeds, changing paces. Kind of can lull you to sleep and then blow by you. Burst of speed to get to the rim and finish. When getting to the rim, he's a very good finisher. Dare I might say a great finisher for his size. 
I mean, average over 60% at the rim. Has a nice layup package. Very, very, shall I say, Trey Young and Steph Curry-esque at the rim. Um, will make, at, similar to how most smaller guards are at the rim, he's he's very smart, you know, in, in, in transition, even when he blows by the defender, you'll feel the defender behind you. And so, of course, using his feel and awareness for the game, he might go on the other side of the rim, reverse it, Use the put some spin, bounce it off the glass, and use the rim as protection to keep from getting blocked. Uh, has has nice touch, can throw like a little, just almost like not even a floater, but just just a little little baby little touch shot off the glass when driving when you can't fully extend for the layup and still make the shot. And that's not even just that's not even the best part of his game. Easily the best part of his game is the strap. He's got the burner. He has the burner. An elite shooter, sniper, marksman, all of that. Shot 40% from three-point land uh, this season. Was 48% on catch-and-shoot threes. 32% off the dribble. So he's a marksman. Now, like I said, you know, he has a great, great, great feel for the game. And just kind of talking about him as a player, like in, in his his uh, as we talk about him going, you know, being in the draft and where he might end up being drafted. I was I found out according to MNG Analytics. He is one of five Pac-12 freshmen since 1993 to average 14 points, four rebounds, and three assists, while having a true shooting percentage greater than 55%. Now, let's guess who the other four people are. Well, you ain't got to guess. I'm going to tell you. James Harden, OJ Mayo, Markel Fultz, and Lonzo Ball. That's some pretty good company to be in. And when you think about where they were drafted. Because what do all four of those players have in common? Not only were they top five draft picks in their uh, respected drafts, they were top three. They were top three. Harden, third overall pick. OJ Mayo, third overall pick. Markel Fultz, first overall pick. Lonzo Ball, second overall pick. So all those guys were top three picks. Yet, you really don't hear Terry's name in that vein. But that just goes to show he is a hooper. And not only is he, not only is he underrated, it seems to be he seems to be severely underrated. You you don't really hear about him. Not everybody's watching Stanford basketball, 
you know. So that goes a long ways as to why you really don't hear about him. But he's a dog. Now, of course, he played point guard at Stanford. And Stanford, they got off to a hot start this season. We're 11 and 1 at one point. Struggled down the stretch. And I think, I think watching them play, they could have used Terry in a few other ways to really help the offense. At times, because everything is, it's not everything was running through. No, he had to create everything in the half court sets. I understand because, like I said earlier, his feel, how his feel for the game is elite, an elite feel for the game. So I understand having him as a point guard, you want him to run the offense all the time in the half court set. I understand it. I just think with him being such an elite catch and shoot shooter, they could have at times created easy looks for him, maybe come off some off ball screens to find an open three. Cause they ain't really shoot, they ain't set up no off ball screens for him really throughout the season. I seen a stat that said that he had 17 off balls and shot 73% from three off the off ball screens. Cause while I'm watching the tape, I'm like, man, they are not setting any. Everything is pick and roll or dribble handoff or him relocating to the corner or something like that based off the ball movement and getting himself open just by relocating and uh, getting dotted in the corner, something like that. But they said no off ball screens for him. For someone to be such an elite catch and shooter, uh, catch and shoot shooter. And I just, I really didn't like that because I, when you find out about their starting lineup and about their team, the starting two guard, Dejon Davis, he played point guard the season before Terry came to campus. Last season, he was the point guard. This year, they moved him over to two guard. So it's not like you don't have a guard capable of being able to be that facilitator at times, not asking him to play just straight up point guard, but at times be that secondary facilitator to get the ball to Terry off some off ball screens and stuff or some double staggers. Or at times he only had to come, he doesn't even have to get the three point shot. Terry is very smart. He, the times he did, because he's a very good cutter, the times he was off ball and, and did cut to the rim for easy layups, it worked out very fine. You, you see his awareness. His, it just it pops. He knows what he's doing out there. So I really would have liked to see him have some offense, create some looks created for him to get some easier shots. Because he got everything out the mud in the half court set. And if he wasn't clicking, if everything wasn't clicking, their offense struggled. It was almost as if nobody else could create anything. They didn't try to. And so 
He, so again, he's a very good playmaker, very good shooter. Great out the pick and roll. Of course, he will have to continue working on creating his own shot. That is not the pick and roll. They didn't isolate him much. Um, and that's something that I'm confident will will continue to grow. I think he'll get much better shooting off the dribble. And I'm, I'm very confident in that. And the reason why, I found this article on Stanford's page, on Go Stanford. And they did like they did a profile of Terry talking about going back to his days in high school when he was getting recruited as a junior by Stanford. And I understand that this is from Stanford, so they're not going they're not going to say anything bad about Terry. Of course, you know, he's one of their players. But this is something that his mother said in that same article. Now, according to his mom, she says this about Terry. He actually was an easy kid growing up. He barely got in trouble. He would help out around the house without asking. Well-rounded, a hard work ethic. You never had to tell him to do his homework. He always was doing it on his own. He actually used to ask his teacher for more homework. Not sure what kind of kid does that. End quote. So there, that's just kind of evident of his work ethic. Mom didn't have to tell him to, to do stuff. He did it on his own. Teacher gave him homework. He wants more homework. So that tells me, again, he is a hard worker. So some of the deficiencies in his game that he can't control, because, of course, he can't control his height. Uh... Of course, he's not going to be the biggest guy. But some of the stuff he can control, like continuing to progress as a ball handler, continue to progress as not only just being a great shooter, but like cleaning up some of his form, some of his fundamentals that will continue to take his shot and game to another level. I'm confident he will do that. I'm very confident he will do that. It seems like all his life he's been a hard worker. I haven't I haven't met him. And that's the tough thing about trying to project players and what they will develop just based off of watching film, which at times can be a benefit. Because sometimes when you meet people that that interview, it could throw you off. But not knowing him personally, just looking at the film and just trying to find stuff, different articles online about him and to find out more about him as a person. Just that little snippet right there tells me that he's going to continue to work hard once he gets to the league. And that's what it's about. That's what separates the great talents. You're not... You're not going to just be one of the elite if you don't put in the work, if you don't have an elite work ethic. It seems like he is an innate hard worker. That's just him. That's his DNA. So when it comes to deficiencies like his shot percentage off the dribble, that's going to get better. His handle will continue to progress. He'll become a better 
shot creator. And and if his shot creating capabilities from three line up with his catch and shoot capabilities, oh, it's only popping. And think about it. The average 15 points a game in a system where everything was centered around him creating the offense for the team. And kind of going back to that, it reminds me a lot of how high schools, you had the high school team, high school football team, and you'll have the quarterback. He's the he's the best player. He's our best player. So you put him at quarterback because you want everything to run through him. You want the ball touching his hands every play. But sometimes he might be better off instead of trying to beat, break down eight people in a box and also worry about the safety over the top. Sometimes that same player might be better suited being that wide receiver and only having to worry about this one DB, get him off me, I'm open, and go make a play. Same thing kind of with Terry. Sometimes... And understand because he has such a great feel for the game. You want him. You want him to control everything on the court. But when you have another secondary playmaker, the same player who played point guard last season, it would be nice to sometimes run Terry off some off balls, some off ball screens and get him some easier looks. And his his points per game maybe could have went up to 20. If you just mix in a few off-ball looks that are specifically centered around getting Terry a bucket. And if that's the case, I'm pretty sure a lot more people will be talking about him. But I just, just watching him, I really think this kid is like a hidden gem in this draft. That same, the article that Stanford has, you know, he was, he talked about him always being overlooked on his high school team. Cause again, he is not a freak. He is, he is not built like a tank. He is not 6'6, 225, 215, or anything like that. He's 6'2, 160. So, of course, layup lines. Everybody else doing these crazy dunks. And, you know, they ain't really paying too much attention to him. Once you get on that floor, you see what he's about. I feel like stuff like that kind of just is going to continue to carry on. As, As part of that hard work and determination he has. Always being overlooked. And it's carried on into now. Again, when you watch him play. You find yourself trying to figure out how is he not being discussed amongst the Tyrese Halley burdens, the Cole Anthony's, those guys, the Tyrese Maxis. Now, some people have him up there with them, but not the vast majority. I myself am late to the game. But I finally had I've had time to sit down and watch him play. And I'm like, I, honestly, he's I have him above those guys. 
Of course, you have LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. Those guys are that tier, that, that, that top tier of guard. But if somebody said to me that they had Tyrell Terry as their third best guard, I understand why. Because I've had to move him up there myself. I have him right, right up there. Him, Devin Vassell, those guys. I, and I see a world. I can easily see a world. I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm not going to say he's the next Trey Young, the next Steph Curry. Because you can't, you can't put those kind of expectations on players. But if I was somebody drafting, he, would, he wouldn't fall in the draft to me. He would not fall in the draft. If it was me, he's getting picked. I easily see a world where he develops into being the steal of the draft. We will, we can, it can be eight years from now, and somebody's making all these people making YouTube videos. How were sixteen people drafted ahead of Tyrell Terry? I can see a, a universe just like that. He just seems he he seems like he Terry just seems like a special you know possibly a special prospect. I think he's going to be a very good player at, at least. He's he's too smart. His feel for the game is is is, is up there. He he, you just look at him. He, he has it all. It seems like just he's going to be a very good player. And so it got me thinking: where would I like to see him? wind up at what would be some good locations some good teams to take Terry now of course immediately me being a Golden State fan I would love to see him in Golden State um of course you have Steph you have Clay so they they have the formula as to making the best the best situation for a smaller guard. They have the formula. They've won championships. Steph has become a two-time NBA MVP, one-time unanimous MVP, playing at Golden State. They have maximized what Steph Curry is supposed to be. So if there's a team, a franchise in the NBA that can put Tyrell Terry in the best situation to flourish is Golden State. Is Golden State. He can play under Steph. They continue to groom his game. And by the time, I don't know, you know this doesn't really happen too much in basketball and football. It happens sometimes where you draft a quarterback, groom him up. Four or five years or so, he takes the spot of the starter ahead of him, a la Green Bay Packers, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. This could be this same thing could happen in a sense if Golden State somehow winds up with Terry. Another team I would like to see him at, going off that Golden State model in a sense, Phoenix. 
The Suns need a point guard. Devin Booker needs a point guard. My boy Book, his, his back is hurting. He tired. He been carrying the load. He tired out there, boss. Take some of that load off his bike. You get Tyrell Terry there. Booker is a nice secondary playmaker. They can, they both can light it up. That, that, that could potentially be crazy. Crazy now. You got Book. Aiden is a very nice modern day center. His defense has progressed. He seems like he's going to be a very good player and, and possibly an all-star to come. Kelly Oubre is emerging there. Before he got hurt, he was balling, putting PG on posters, putting everybody on poster. It, well, you know, back in the day, you know, they said Gilbert Arenas, he broke, he, everybody's favorite player, Gilbert Arenas, and got buckets on him. Well, it looked like this past season, everybody's favorite player had been posterized by Kelly Oubre. Cause he was out there catching bodies. So I would, love, I would like to see him in Phoenix. I really, man, we really need Devin Booker to get a, a point guard next to him. Yeah, I think Book going crazy now. Let him get a point guard. So I would love to see him in Phoenix. Another interesting team would be the Knicks. Knicks fans, I know you... I know y'all are desperate to win again. I know whenever you see clips of the 2009 NBA draft and you see y'all were one pick away from Steph Curry. I know that hurts. I know it do. It can't help but to. Maybe... Things could be different this time around. Maybe you might, I ain't, you might look into the steal, what could possibly be the steal of the draft and getting Terry. You have RJ Barrett there. He's looking solid. The jumper will continue to grow. He's, a, he's looking like a nice point forward type, someone who can be this secondary playmaker and can play off of Terry. They play off each other. You have Mitchell Robinson there. Nice, super tall, athletic, rim running big. So it's got a couple pieces there. A couple pieces there. Things can be very nice. So we'll see. We'll see how everything plays out. Um, man, I'm just, I'm ready for the draft. I am ready for the draft. I, I miss basketball, but I'm definitely ready for the draft because it seems like there's, with the prospects now, there's nobody that just screams out that they're going to be an NBA superstar. There's nobody that just screams that out now in this class. But there are definitely some guys there where you're like, if just if, if things work out, they continue to progress, 
you get a little lucky, there are definitely some gems, some players who can really maybe grow into being some NBA all-stars. And if not just, they can be some, they can be some real NBA ball players. So I'm really ready for things for the draft to just see where everybody winds up. I'm going to continue to do this deep dive. We'll, we'll continue to find players. Just I'm, I'm cramming the tape. Continue to find guys who aren't just getting talked about enough. Next player on my list to look at is Robert Woodard. I've seen a lot of Robert myself being here in uh, Columbus, Mississippi, going to all the covering a lot of Mississippi State's men's basketball games, even seeing them in high school at Columbus, just 20 minutes down the road from Starkville. So he's going to be next on my deep dive list. But yeah, that's all I have for this pod. I just had to I had to get that off my chest, man, because just just watching Terry, man, it, it took me aback. I'm 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 trying to figure out where why are we not talking about Terry? So I had to come here and, and get that off my chest, talk to y'all, put that out there for everybody to listen to. Y'all go, y'all go look at the, the, the video, go look at the film, the highlights, whatever. If you can find some games, some full games, go just go watch him and let me know what you guys think. Appreciate y'all listening. I'll be back with some more. But it's your boy Chris Bolton signing off. Holla.